my spidey senses tingling. Hello, show me the way to the next paper keg. Slim Morrison on the paper keg show now. Rest in peace. That was for you, Slim Morrison. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome to the Paper Keg Podcast. Uh, Inarguably, the Beatles of comic book podcasts. Or The Doors, which was the reference. Uh, I don't know what you're saying, so I'm just going to continue speaking. Jonesy loves beer. That was. Let's talk about what this podcast is right now. The hottest podcast in the history of the internet. We talk about industry news. We talk about what we're reading. We do a book club every week. Big big segment of the show. Transmetropolitan. Hot book. Hot book. By Warren Ellis. Derek Robertson. We'll get into it. Heated discussion, I anticipate. Mm, Absolutely. I anticipate polarizing. Uh, Polarizing. Uh, And then we read your letters live to end the show. To take. We bring it. Uh, Welcome. Uh, He's been described as the most famous local unpublished writer in Willow Grove history. Jonesy loves beer. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And uh, the return to the Paper Keg Show, Dan. Yeah. Majestic. It is majestic. Two weeks in a row now. It's a record. That's how we roll, bruh. Um, to my immediate right, setting the Twitter on fire with his poofy hair. He's been described as a internet celeb. He's from New Jersey. Dale underscore. One of the only South Jerseyans to tweet ever. You might be the first. Yeah. Did you get the award for being the first? They don't even have awards down there. They don't know what the awards are. Just got like an attendance certificate. Yeah, ribbon. You get a a coupon book for Pizza Hut. It's uh, the uh, ceremony's being held in the church basement next week. If you guys want to attend. They give you a fake pony to put in your lawn. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We need to talk about the most famous member of the podcast. By far. Uh, The most famous black member, at the very least. Uh, He's now a published writer. He is a TV star. Uh, soon to be premiering on Tosh.0, a little show called Tosh.0, everybody. Maybe you heard of it. Do you have the Comedy Central? Mark <laughs> Farrington. That, Welcome. That was the most dramatic pause in between a name. Well, Good you're to get, be back, though. I mean, you're getting bi- your bio published in Source now. I mean, you're, you're, you're up there. Are bro. you a part owner of the Source yet? God, I mean, is the Source still in business? Is it? I mean, that's a silly question. That is I actually don't even silly. know. I don't even read magazines. Well, it made it to BET, so it's got to still be there. Yeah. Do you have you ever? When was the last time you watched BET, Mark Farrington? Let's see, it's 2012. Now I think I was watching Different World reruns. 2008. That's impressive. I thought it was going to be like Jonesy just nine o'clock this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Worst. Um, Jonesy very slickly just pulled a <laughs> logger out of the oh, back boy. of the couch. As if no one was going to see. I don't even know how that just happened. It look, It's in the shape of a microphone, so <laughs> nobody would know. Uh, we have a lot to get to. The book club this week is Transmetropolitan. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. Polarized. I feel like we need to get to it now, but we got we to gotta wait. I Same am the chomping thing. at the bit to talk about this. We'll get into it later. Let's, let's get into some news. Mark, do we have any hot, late-breaking news from last week that we should get into? Yeah, something that crossed my eyes I thought I'd share with you guys. Apparently, DC is having their first crossover in the new NU. It's going to be a Bat Family event, so all of the Bat titles are going to be telling this story like they used to. Deal. The new NU. The new, new universe. Night of the Owls. Bat Family event. Why this is important? DC is going to start adding backup pages to some of their titles. They started with Batman. They're doing Justice League, Action Comics, and Detective. Unfortunately, they're up in that. Price tag to three ninety nine. Four so bucks for uh, holding that line at two ninety nine. Mm. It's forty pages though. Really so awful. much for holding that line <laughs> at two ninety nine. 
40 pages, uh, my number one title, Batman. Ooh. $4. $4. $4. $4. Kit Sports got Snyder $4. So you can eat up his SpaghettiOs. Is they, that what uh, he is? And buy and buy a solid gray hoodies <laughs> and white Reebok sneakers. Chenzi's on fire right now. <laughs> Do you know where the guy lives? Burning down the internet, right? Uh, but his backup is going to include his artist partner from American Vampire, Raphael Albuquerque. Ooh. Well, that's, that's he did that. He did the Uncanny X Force point one, which was fantastic. Remember, had the Reavers. Anybody else yeah, read, I didn't that? read that? Didn't read that. It's on my uh, pull list. The one that just came out with the no, that one's garbage. Nineteen point one. No, that one's no good. That was that. I was going to talk about that, but no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, night, I mean, everybody. I loved it. I was going to talk wait. about how garbage it was, but uh, I no, wasn't. we'll get into it then. Now, the, this point one was the first one where they the Reavers and Lady Deathstrike and uh, the regular squad. It was really good. <sighs> you know, what I forgot. Call Scott Snyder the Maestro. Forgot my own thing. Three ninety nine for four dollars. Yeah, I mean, their their justification is this is going to finally start to congeal the uh, the DC universe mm-hmm. into one, you know, broad picture. Mm-hmm. How they all Some tie together. Master stroke. Yeah, and we need to do a video keg. Okay, is your hand motion for that congealing? <clears throat> but uh, amazing. I don't. I, you know, th- th- maybe this is just their way of. Uh, maybe they were going. It sells so well that, and they would have just made it three ninety nine anyway. Like, who was gonna? I think the majority of people aren't gonna drop it. So that it's like, even if a quarter drop, they're still gonna make more money with it at three ninety nine. No. At least we're getting. Yeah, you may be right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, do the math. We're getting more right. content, which is good. But I just can't see how you can support adding backups for this kind of story for it. Not of the owls or the owl court storyline. To me, has been awesome. Yeah, say what you were gonna say. Let's call it. Okay, awesome. Okay, at best. Uh, I think you're incorrect. Uh, who is the DC historian here now, presently? Who holds the championship belt for that? Remember last week when we talked about Batman and we found out when he was a boy he got locked in a door? His arch nemesis was a locked room that Alfred had to save him from? That was two weeks ago. All right. Nevertheless, it still wasn't good writing. <laughs> yeah, weren't we all supposed to go back and read to see if it all made sense? And I never did it. It did, because Scott Snyder the maestro. <laughs> That's it. There you go. It's um, going to be that kind of show for me. I'm not going to be picked. <laughs> Detective Comics, people are buying that like nobody's business. It's going up in numbers. And the, all comic nerds hate Tony Daniel, but no one cares because they keep buying it. I tell you what's going Bad up in numbers things. because I bought it because I thought it was the Batman title. Yeah, I remember that. Batwing. What? what? I bought it. I pulled it on the shelf. I'm like, oh, they didn't pull it for me. It's Batwing. I get it home. I'm like, this isn't Batman. That that uh, that logo is so similar. I didn't How even look. How does this happen? Uh, speaking of which, show sponsor, the comic book shop. Yeah. I pulled Delaware. I love those guys. If I could return the book, comic book shop, <laughs> Batwing. <laughs> um, I won't bring it up in the store. I'm You're not going to use the uh, the ties that we have between us to leverage them and take it back, no, are you? I wouldn't not do that. <laughs> no uh, guilt. Great show sponsors. Uh, they got digital Absolutely. storefront. They're in Wilmington, Delaware. You can't beat it. You want digital comics? You can still support them with yeah. their uh, digital storefront. You don't even have to live in Delaware. Why would you want to? Well, no, no sales tax. tax. Yeah. Is there anything else going for Delaware besides that? Only state country that, that uh, Patty's Irish Whiskey is available in, Delaware. That's another Why? One. Is it Krispy like 99% uh, alcohol, or is it like moonshine or something? No, it's just uh, like one of the last Irish-owned whiskey companies in Delaware. You know, Jameson and Tullamardew, all owned by the French. You know? that's, that's sad. How does that make you feel? Liquor uh, Upset on a small level. Small? Thirsty on the majority of the level. Walt Simonson. The legendary writer slash artist. Simonson, right? Sure, let's go with that. Yeah. I legendary. Beg to differ, Simonson. Legendary. He's going to be drawing your boy's book, Brian Michael Bendis, Avengers. For the last run of Brian Michael Bendis on that title. Really? Is that it? The last run? Six issue arc. That's his yeah, last yeah. arc, and he's off. What? what about the Ultron War? It's, apparently, the line they're using is, quote unquote, it's already done. That's every issue of the Ultron War. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I read it, it's maybe the Ultron the War. Maybe the Ultron War, maybe this is his last run on Avengers, and the Ultron War is an event. It's an Avengers event. When they announced that Brian Hitch was leaving Marvel, they said, what about the Ultron War? He said, ah, his work's already turned in. I think it's the same thing with Bendis. Uh, I'm very confused. So maybe the Simonson work is the beginning of the Ultron War, and Hitch closes it, perhaps? I don't know. Mayhaps? I, I don't, don't know. I don't think so, because the first issue in Simonson's arc is going to be a tie into Avengers X Men, 
It's got that cover by your boy Acuna. Daniel Acuna. He's a stud. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. In most countries. How do you argue with that? You're a hater. This I'm not a hater. You, hate, totally you, hater. you told me uh, off air that you physically am reviled by Chris Bacalo's art. This like is, it makes you want to throw up. That's what you told me. This is why we stopped having off-air conversations. <laughs> this exact reason. Fact. But yes, Walt Simonson, Simonson, excuse me, is coming back to the Avengers. Uh, what was the last thing he drew? The last thing I remember him on was his Thor run that he did with Dan Jurgens, I believe. Mm-hmm. That was the Heroes Reborn run. Back in the day. Yeah, correct well, me if Thor's I'm wrong. Thor's his baby, though. I mean, you yeah. always see the essential Walt Simonson on Thor yeah. and bookshelves. That's Across this great land. That's America. the name you equate Whenever with I, Avengers or yeah. Thor. Whenever I think of Walt Simonson, I always think of his Superman run from the early 90s because he was part of the art team that did the Death of Superman arcs. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Mm. I always remember it for Beta Ray Bill. Ooh, oh, man. Nice. I love that guy. Nice. Not a huge Thor guy. I love Beta Ray Bill. Never read it, but He's I've seen the, many covers. Uh, the alien that can summon Thor's powers through the use of Stormbreaker. A comparable hammer to Mjolnir. Yeah, point tonight. <laughs> Thor, uh, what, what are you? What are you, the DC, uh, the former DC historian? Right. I'm the former Thor historian. Why would anyone want that title? <laughs> That's why it's former. <laughs> I don't want to be the current champ. Uh, I don't know. He's He had Neil Adams on uh, that Avengers point one, and he's going to have uh, Simonson. Yeah. You know. Simonson, even. It's, uh, at, least, at least it's not Alan Davis. It's, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Really? Okay. I can't wait to... We, um, we're running out of time. No. Already? Yeah. We are running tight. We do it for you know the listeners, but still... Uh, rest we, of the show going to be an Easter egg? Grinds my gears. We need to get into the to what we're reading right now. It can be new and old. You know, it can be print for all I care. I mean, if those folks that still go to comic shops and, you know, reminisce about the old days... I touch a print. This week? You touched it? It was beautiful. You know what I touched this week? Uh, last week, The Art of Brian Boland hardcover. Oh, wow. Did you pick up that bad boy? No, I did not buy it. I perused it at work. He picked it up. I picked work. it up physically. <laughs> no, I picked it <laughs> From up. a table that had other hardcovers. It was gorgeous. It had, had like almost every cover that he's drawn, and on the page before that, it was kind of like the making of and some sketches and stuff. I love that stuff. I love the making of. Yeah, that's awesome. Gorgeous. Mm. He's, uh, who else does just covers? Dave Johnson? Does he just do covers these days? Greg Horn? Adam Hughes? (laughs) Greg Horn? He does. (laughs) Hey, what do you want? He just makes me laugh, Greg Horn. (laughs) I know. He is, he is He's the only person left, uh, I think, on the East Coast that still wears socks and sandals. Yeah. No matter what the weather is. Have you met uh, Mark Luffington? Mark Farrington, yeah, you Why are. We're having that guy on the show. You're a you're the socks and sandals historian as well. Yeah, right. I mean, it was the first fight my <laughs> girlfriend and I ever had. Uh, what are you reading right now, Mark Farrington, published, accomplished, TV star writer? Guy's got front row seats at the Sixers. You see that courtside? <laughs> Jesus. I have no idea what I'm reading right now. All right. Well, no, no it's the intro. Oh, okay. It was just the intro. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number five. IDW, written by Kevin Eastman. You know those issues of your run of your favorite series where they take the minute to just kind of show you what's going on with the cast? Mm-hmm. It's kind of resetting everything before the next arc. That's what this was. The first four issues were the opening arc where we meet the turtles, we figure out who they are. This one's kind of discovering their origin. It bounces around a lot with most of the book talking about feudal Japan. For anybody who remembers the cartoon, it's got Himato Yoshi, the guy who used to be Splinter, or who is Splinter, depending on how you think about it, and Oroko Saki, back in the days when they were working together in the Foot Clan. Himato Yoshi, Splinter, he walks in to see that Oroko Saki is leading a meeting of the Foot Clan, talking about oppressing some of the village people. That's that's Shredder, right? That's Shredder. Decides that, you know what, this isn't for us. You're bringing dishonor to the Foot Clan. I'm walking away. Next thing you know, the Foot Clan goes to Splinter's house and kills his wife, raises his sword to kill his four babies. My God. Son walks in. Or no, excuse me. The guy who would be Splinter, Yoshi, walks in. Battle ensues. He kills them in murderous rage, takes the boys, and he raises them in the woods. Sounds like blood sport. Shredder, years later, decides to track down this man who dishonored him. 
and decides to kill him. I'd never seen it. That's why I had nothing mm-hmm. for it. He tracks them down. He kills them. He kills his sons right in front of Splinter. Last thing he Jeez. says to his sons is, I love you. Forgive me. He looks at Shredder and goes, I, the next time we meet, I will kill you. And he just kills him. Meanwhile, the rest of the book bounces back Spoiler. to the present day <laughs> where the Wait. guys are just reacquainting themselves with Raph. Wipe those and tears, dear listener. Wipe those tears. Mm. And meanwhile, we see Splinter on a mission of some sort trying to return back to the cave to return some sort of items to his sons, the Turtles. It was a great book, great issue. In five issues in, I have yet to read an issue that I didn't like. Sounds depressing. It sounds depressing. Babies being killed, mothers. The thing that I love about IDW Publishing is they're really starting to find their niche in doing the 80s properties we grew up in. And when you look at the Ninja Turtles, you don't think that stuff has much depth. But as I read through this, I'm loving it. I can't put it down. Yeah, I would never think that. I mean, especially if last time I read them, they were in the Savage Dragon for an issue. And we all know how that went. You know? They all ate pizza. (laughs) (laughs) There's no pizza reference yet. That shocked me. I guess that was just for the TV show. Hey, let me ask yeah, you a question. So. Are they all wearing the uh, the red eye band? They were until this issue. Okay. Ooh. Splinter was so proud of the boys in their efforts to find Raphael, who was amnesia, amnesiac, amnesiac. Amnesiac. Thank you. Throughout the first four issues that he returns back to the cave and he gives them their individual colors. He's proud of them. They've grown. It's time for them to be individuals. So Leo gets the blue, Donnie gets the purple, Mikey gets the orange, and Raph gets his size. I love. He, uh, he kills them all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers. Staying in tune with the series, everyone just gets killed. <laughs> uh, I'd love to see those older books get reprinted. Those black and was it? They were all black and white. The Laird and Eastman's. Yeah, right? I think they were black. Yeah, and they white. were black and white. One of my first comics ever was the adaptation of the second movie. As a comic book. Yeah, really? I had that too. What year was that? Do I remember what, what year the movie came out? I want to say 89 no. or 90. The second one, Secret of the Use? Yeah. yeah. Can we get Wikipedia? Ninja. Ninja. Rap. Can we get the wiki, wiki on that? Let me Let's get the intern. intern on here. Uh, and I had that for years, and uh, that got chattered. But I also had, uh, my brother had the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number two. It was a color book, so I don't know if there was a second series that started up, but. You know, it's neither here nor there. You know what's funny is the people who read that original black and white Kevin Eastman run on and Peter and Lair run of the Turtles, they love it. Like, it's really yeah, that's highly a, that's revered. A cult book. It reminds me of uh, Too Much Coffee Man. Remember yeah, I that? forgot about oh, that. Oh, yeah. That was like a black and white that was kind of just like on the counter at the comic shop. Too afraid to even look at it because it looked like it was that. garbage. <laughs> uh, Jonesy loves beer. Uh, you're working on a comic book right now. That is true. Uh, how far into off, this? Off delayed. <laughs> <laughs> this is the. Uh, I'm trying to think of what has been so delayed in comic history. Can we can we compare it to anything else? Watchmen two. No no no. <laughs> Nemesis. Um, Daredevil bullseye the target number yeah, two. Only two issues. Our book will come out before that issue. We'll that see. second issue. That's that's uh, high talk. The evil that men do. Is that what's that finished or was that? That was one of them. Yeah, uh, no, that that actually finished like oh, yeah. eight years later. Okay, nobody bought it. Jesse, Battle what, Chasers. What I are you it. reading right now? Scarlet Spider, oh. number one. As you recall, Kane got his powers back at the end of the events of uh, Spider Island. Now he's going south to apparently uh, the most dangerous, dangerous, mm-hmm. dangerous town. In New the York south. is it? New York, Houston. Oh my! Full of super villainy. The planet Houston. Yeah. But if I, uh, I, I were going, I would go to Houston. Nobody's down there. It, that's why they need to send Scarlet Spider. Clean, clean up the streets. Yep. Take them back, as they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, of course, art by Ryan Stegman, who was on a episode of uh, our sister podcast, yeah. Paper Keg West. Remember, they all hoity-toity about it a little while back. <laughs> they won't, they won't stop talking it up. They thrown in our face. I, I won't hold it against Stegman though. A uh, great issue. <laughs> uh, was not prepared for the new costume. Really? I, I still had the hoodie in my heart. You know, you remember during yeah, the Clone Saga, the blue the hoodie. hoodie with the you know, yeah, it was from like the Museum of Science or whatever. He hey. he just wore that costume. It was just like a skin tight costume, but he just he had a hoodie on too. Right? Yeah, I love that. It. Was it? And he had like didn't he have like ankle patch pouches? He had ankle web cartridges, and I'm he had sw- his uh, web shooters that were external on I'm his wrist. Sweating just thinking about it. What I did love uh, about this issue, and I won't go much into the plot details, but Kane kind of swings around, sands any kind of costume, 
and uh, through Ballsy. the events of the book, I don't know. It's kind of it kind of made me think of like what a regular Joe would do if he had spider powers. Yeah, you know, wouldn't necessarily just jump into a skin tight costume and fight crime. Yeah, they touched like, on that in that uh, that big point one issue as well. Yeah, and uh, they had a little vignette of uh, preview of yeah the Scarlet Spider of how he was getting hopping on a bus to uh, Texas and stuff, and uh, it looked promising. I can't I can't wait to read it. I bought it. I didn't read it yet. I bought it last week. Bottom line uh, on this book is it well, didn't blow me away, but it was so solid that it's one of those books you could like. By issue 20, could be like, I can't believe I ever read this in 20 issues. This is really good stuff. But it's not going to be the one that, you know, five issues in, it's going to be great. And issues six through never, it's going to be awful. I'm really looking forward to being a continual reader of this book. The problem with me is when I bought it, I took a chance on it. But I was like, I looked at the uh, comics that I had to buy for the week that are in my pool list. And then I saw this book. And then it's like three ninety nine for that sucker. So I had mm-hmm. to <clears throat> you start to contemplate you had whether a, to take you a had, chance. Um, you had a Batwing. You had like nine other Spider Mans. Yeah, I mean, at least. And uh, and the Batwing just pushed me over the edge. And it's not even Batman. Who's he fighting Batman. in that? Is it? Did you even like read it, or did you just like be disgusted with it? You didn't even touch it. It's oh, fueling I, the fire. I lined my speak. cat box with it. <laughs> yeah. Dale underscore a uh, the creator of Pixel Keg. For paperkeg.com, uh, it's on hiatus. A lot of yeah. people want to use it. A lot of people want to grab it. They're trying. But, you, you made know. it um, a huge success for our site, and I, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, yeah, no problem. I mean, I love, I loved doing it, and mm-hmm. uh, as soon as I get the inspiration again, relaunching it, right. baby. Oh, I can't wait. What are you reading right now? Billy the Kids, old timey oddities. Thanks for coming mm. by. Appreciate it. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Kicking a man out of a house that's every not time. his own. That's every impressed. time. What is this? Tell me more. This is uh, Eric Powell, my boy from oh, the Oh, Lord. Yeah. The story is about Billy the Kid, and uh, what happened was, hypothetically, legendarily, he did not get shot. He faked his death and was making his escape on a train when the head of a traveling sideshow circus kind of blackmailed him. Uh, Billy the Kid was sleeping in his, in the train, and the uh, Sproles is his name. Wo- uh, Billy the Kid woke up, and Sproles is there, like, flipping a deck of cards and stuff, and basically said, Billy, I know who you are. I have all the documents on how you faked your death. Now, unless you want to be outed and hunted by every man alive, you come work at the Sideshow Circus and uh, help us kind of retrieve this uh, legendary artifact of the uh, the Gollum's Heart, it's called. What? It's really fun. I mean, Eric Powell, I mean, every book is like a sideshow circus book. So <clears throat> that's not out of the ordinary for, for him, but it's really fun. He, uh, you know, Billy the Kid obviously walks into this little circus town and uh, treats all the freaks with uh, no respect whatsoever. And, uh, you know, he's only there to be blackmailed. And the tattooed lady is... um has the treasure map, like, tattooed on her body My and God. stuff. She was, like, mishandled as a youth, and uh, they tattooed her with a mixture of ink and her father's blood that they murdered him that with. doesn't sound safe at all. So, uh, so the tattoos kind of change, and they t- and they foretell the, the uh, future and stuff. It's a That's funny crazy. book. It's a little adventurous, and uh, it's pretty pretty good. This is I like Young it. Guns 3. It's exactly like Young Guns 3. Billy the Kid looks exactly like... Emilio Estevez? Oh, my God. That would, that would sell me, I think. Yeah. Who published that book? Did you say uh, that's a Dark Horse book? Okay, hmm. and uh, it's uh, it's pretty fantastic. Eric Powell doesn't do the art. I forget who the artist was, but is very well done. I mean, um, there's a lot of detail in each of the sideshow characters, and Billy the Kid is uh, is written and drawn pretty amazingly. Really, pick you, it up. You uh, you love the goon. I love the goon. Do I they love... have do they have names for like goon fans? They have like slang names. Like, do they say goonies or goonheads? I yeah. hope I hope not. No, I, I actually don't know. I hope. Oh, okay. I shouldn't think so. Um, whispers. All right, thanks. Thanks. Good show. Good thing. Just slim. There's the door. <laughs> whispers. Don't look at me for approval. I don't like it. From the Luna brother, Joshua. Oh, you did this book on his own? Yes, sir. We did not know. No, it's just singular. The brother Luna. He, uh, this, you know, everyone, everyone loves the sword. Everyone, yeah. lo- no. they loved it. We, we did on the show. Everyone loved it. 
I enjoyed it. I love how each individual, every tooth in one per, in a person's mouth, is drawn separately, <laughs> like a Beavis and Butthead cartoon. Everyone loved it. Uh, this is a this 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 is a nice little story about uh, a kid that's got some you know maybe some mental problems. He hears whispers. Um, but while he sleeps, he can exit his body and uh, go visit his friends, and using his mind, he can read their thoughts. He can slightly coerce them into doing things. Oh, wow. All right. Creepy. Uh, just uh, broke up with his girlfriend. Dumped. He dumped her. He got dumped. Oh, he got dumped. Ooh. Um, he's so, probably going to pull a hollow man on her. Yeah, you know so, the first dream he's going to. Wow. Hollow man. The um, <laughs> Great movie. <laughs> the book starts with uh, his ex. Um, his, or, I'm sorry, her dad was uh, hit by a drunk driver. Um, so there, he goes to this, uh, uh, coffee shop to help console her with her friends and they kind of have a falling out and he gets kicked out. So that he was trying to tell them about his dreams that he can like visit. He's like, I saw you, you know, last night. And I, I, he explains what they were doing last night. And so he gets kicked out, but he eventually does it, uh, at the end of the story and visits his mother, uh, estranged. And then at the end of the issue, he decides, you know, maybe I should go see my ex and he's at the doorstep of her house at the end of the issue. Is he like a phantom? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can't he can't touch anything. He actually can't even touch himself. It was pretty funny. He like put his hand on his face and he like couldn't even touch <laughs> it. Um very very cool. Very nice little idea. Do the you know? people know they're being Mm-mm. Not so. not not that I am aware of though. Hmm. So, very interesting. Wow. Was the creative team on this? The Luna Brothers and who else? Or the is it just brother? A, just Joshua. Oh, okay. I think a writer and artist. Yeah, artist. Teeth, Ooh. amazing. Check yeah, it out. that's a. I mean, with the way the those guys write, that's obvious. I could obviously see it going either way, as a as a a guy with those kind of powers. Yeah, the, kind of get I nutty. liked how uh, the sword was written as kind of a realistic. You know, the dial. I liked the dialogue in the sword. Felt like very. It wasn't you know story driven. It just felt like how conversations would happen if that stuff did happen to us. Yeah. Um, yeah, my, that's true. I do remember that. Yeah, the whispers. Check it out. You know, Mark Farrington. I was going to add about the Luna Brothers, but I think we're done. Is that the book that you hated beyond anything else ever in a comic that you ever read? I want so badly to agree with you, but I can't. Oh. I tried to hate it and loved it. And one of the things I like about Luna Brothers writing is they would take ideas to their logical conclusion. I he used to hate reading books where. You can tell they're trying to drag out a storyline, so the most absurd thing will happen. But in The Sword, for instance, this girl is wanted, uh, picture plastered all over America. She stows away on a boat, and somebody recognizes her. In any other book, that would have turned into a whole other thing. But then in the Luna Brothers story, it's, hey, we know you. She calmly explains who they are, and she makes friends with these people. Cuts them in half, cuts the boat in half. (laughs) (laughs) You see the thing going okay? sorted. Her jaw gets knocked off. It Dale's goes back. favorite <laughs> uh, book club, I think, was the sword. Yeah, next to the goon. Uh, we need to get into the lightning round. Oh man! Dang. Every week, I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the lightning round. We talk about one book. You guys remember when we used to do two rounds? Uh, when that, yeah. the good old days. Describe that book in two sentences or less. The thirties. Oh, Two yeah. sentences or less. He's just Jones for Transmetro. Mark Farrington. Oh, God. E- Planetary, the entire series. <laughs> <laughs> Warren Ellis and John Casting. You didn't read anything. You didn't read a second book, did you, Mark? No, I just read uh, Planetary. Planetary in one sitting on Saturday. All 27 issues. Give me the best two sentences I've ever heard. <laughs> it better be. Jonesy <laughs> will cut you with that samurai sword. An interesting opus and sci-fi nod of characters that are memorable, engaging, and unforgettable. Having said that, I don't care for Warren Ellis's disjointed writing style, and I don't see what the big deal was about this Save it for lightning rebuttal, Save Jonesy. 40, episode 42, you can have a rebuttal, Jonesy. Heartbreak, lightning. Shandy Boo was right. Dot com. Jonesy loves bear. Oh, my God. I can't even go on. 
Uh, Venom, 11. <laughs> um, never thought 10 years ago I'd be saying today that I'm enjoying a Flash Thompson book. The momentum keeps building. I'll let Planetary Forever go. <laughs> For the listeners at home, Jonesy has this defeated, deflated look on his face that I didn't care for Planetary. He just went up inside himself. I think. Really uh, we do not allow this kind of discussion uh, during lightning. I mean, <laughs> lightning mediator. <laughs> Dale underscore a Mister Lightning Round. Green Lantern New Guardians. <laughs> Shut up, God! Somebody, please explain to me the purpose of this book <laughs> why is it not going to be just a mini series hmm. Kyle Raynard Luther Strode oh, yeah give it to me get on in there it's good Slim get on in there it's about to get row <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, check it out as you know before Transmetropolitan are you in a book club we are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, famous book. We read the first trade. Spider Jerusalem. Uh, written by Warren Ellis, Mark's boy. Obviously. Love him. Warren Ellis of uh, Authority, Planetary. Fell. Fell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. Secret Avengers. Secret Avengers. Secret Avengers more recently. Uh, and Derek Robertson. Who I came to know as the uh, artist on Greg Rucka's Wolverine run. Yeah, that's how I know him too. Love that run. Good run. That's such a good run. Great book. So this, this, uh, does anyone want to give a synopsis for this? I'll do it. Just try not to be a little... uh, No, 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 no. Snarky. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. E2, E2 Slim. Et2. Et2, E2. What am I, what am I, I B-Corto over here? All right, so Transmetropolitan is the tale of Spider Jerusalem, who is a author and also a journalist who owes his publisher, I guess, books. So he needs to generate some money and kind of get back into the swing of writing. So he goes back to this futuristic unnamed city where he uh, kind of gets his S back together. Uh, hooks up with an old editor friend of his and begins writing again. And then through the six issues, you kind of just... You take the view of, like, the the camera over Spider's shoulder and kind of live his, his crazy life with him. And uh, Warren Ellis does this beautiful job of, like, describing uh, this new world he's created. And it's really just satire of our world, but it's done in a very comic book way. And then uh, six issues later, um, <laughs> Slim, stop shaking your head. I have nothing mean to say. Um, I thought the sixth issue was pretty amazing where he promotes himself as Jesus, I'm guessing, right? By his costume. Anyone? So. Anyone help me? No. I Anyone? Didn't see it like Anyone? That. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, your thoughts, Slim? Uh, we'll come back. Now, I, 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 I'll, I'll give you my thoughts right now. Okay. Didn't like it at all. Second. Oh, wow. I did not like it at all. Uh, this light, we're going to be so getting Reaches Twitter. Slim. Fiends that just, at Fiends oh, that, boy. Uh, who draws our covers for each episode just, just threw his iPhone and cracked the screen. <laughs> this, is, I, this is another one of those books... I'm sure we'll have other responses among the round table here. Maybe I'm not the maybe I'm the only one that didn't like it. Maybe nobody heard Mark say seconded. <laughs> right. Because it wasn't Mark's turn. Um This is one of those books that's on the shelf uh with Sandman and Swamp Thing and uh V for Vendetta and what like I uh, maybe I'll throw Watchmen up there in terms of books that I didn't know I didn't read when I was growing up. And they were esteemed books. Yeah. Right. Oh, they're definitely that. Yeah. Um, and they're highly regarded where, you know, it's always on someone's top 10 list. And I read, you know, Swamp Thing and I loved it. I was like, people are right. You know, Swamp Thing is on my top 10 list now. 
so I had no, I didn't know, I knew what, I didn't know what the story was at all. I just knew the covers. Right. Um, and the first issue, you know, he's kind of this nutty recluse who, I don't know if it's just some kind of meta thing going on, but he looked just like Alan Moore in the comic. Anybody else pick that up? I picked that up. Yeah, he did. I don't know if it was meant to be on purpose. Right. I think now it kind of makes it makes it look more real. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's kind of a nut now. So I read it, and it he you know he becomes this. I don't want to say snarky, but um, he sees through the bullcrap in everything. And I don't know if it was just written in such a way where it's it's supposed to be a parallel of the writer saying this thing about society but i didn't get it i it, i didn't get it but maybe it was just too forced in everything that was written um and i've said before about some of warren Ellis's stuff that i can't stand you know his one liners i think we call what do we call them broad, broad liners <laughs> um i don't know i just i couldn't uh i didn't like the character of spider jerusalem i don't know if i was supposed to to enjoy the story but i certainly didn't and it yeah, it took me out of the story. Where it was almost like the character is just too. I don't. I, I keep saying hip, but um. So I can't think of another word besides hip. So uh, I don't have a very favorable review of this book. I actually, I got to the last issue six, and I. I I'll be honest. I I didn't read it. I was just paging through. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you, Chris Miranda is crying right now. Listen to be, my uh, review. It's going to be Brad hate Poor Patrick Titus. At Gobo loves it. Brad Feinsta loves at Transmetropolitan. Chris Miranda, Patrick, 24. Titus. I, Patrick Titus. He's probably weeping now. Uh, Dale, I want to hear your thoughts on the book. I, I thought this book was amazing. I am so glad I read this book, and I joined the masses of uh, folks who thought the same. Um, I think it was great right from the get-go when he was being called down off the mountain, and uh, he he tried to get work, and his him basing basically giving you a tour of the city and how technology works in that first issue was a perfect setup and Warren Ellis like just draws the crap out of sci-fi stuff. I mean, the stuff it it was very reminiscent of like I don't know, I'm trying to think of some of the movies that it reminded me of like RoboCop 2 or something with uh maybe Fifth Element as we yeah. jumped in my mind. Yeah, yeah, Fifth Element where there's a lot of the uh, technology that, you know, basically supports people and the and their drug habits and stuff like that. Uh the transients but it was so great right from the get-go when when he f- interacted with his first person at the uh, toll booth and he i mean he's just so sick of society because they're all basically sheep and his view of uh people not wanting to seek out the truth anymore and um that i mean that's great for journalism because nobody probably writes like that in this in this time anymore and uh his he was just so kooky how like the last the three standalone issues after the first arc, I mean, he was just so kind of fun to, you know, just, he just says what's on his mind. He like treats his, you know, uh, his assistant mm-hmm. like the crap. stripper. Yeah. But Former he, stripper. Yeah. Barcodes on her biz noobs. I was in, I was in when I saw that. Um, it was just, every, it was just, gr- I thought it was a great book. I mean, he's got this cat that pees on everything and mm-hmm. has two faces and smokes and he, but he just sees through. He just three sees through everything. And the uh, when he's sitting on the rooftop during the riot of the first arc, where the uh, the transients, trans aliens, mm-hmm. are basically humans who've chosen to become a different race, and now they're demanding r- the rights of this alien race. And it's very political. The whole book is kind of political. Um, but the way he's like live streaming. The riot from the rooftop. I mean, that was that was kind of like a prediction of kind of Twitter and, and real yeah. time updates and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Warren Ellis, I mean, had a, had a great knack for kind of predicting that stuff. And uh, I mean, just color me excited to read the rest of this book. Color you? That's racist. I apologize, Mark. Sorry. In advance, I'm sorry. too busy updating us Facebook. Mark, no, uh, I'm so... typing more notes about Transmetropolitan. <laughs> Go ahead, Jonesy. What do you think? 
Ice Heart over here. Your Native American name. When Ice you Heart. hate a book, you hate a book. But you first. Mandy Boo is to Planetary as Jonesy Loves Beers to Transmetropolitan. Oh, my God. Jeez. Wow. I read this book. Uh, I'm sorry, but the first issue for me was slow. Took me a while to get into the rhythm. Uh, it wasn't long after that that I got why people revere this book, especially if this was, if you were into comics when this book was coming out in single issues, like you, this was probably on the cutting edge. I mean, it's it's an indictment of our society. It's very off the beaten path. It's not a superhero story. You know, it's it's everything a good comic should be if you're in it. You know what I mean? Like, if you're in it. Like, if you're a trans-metropolitan guy or a girl, like, you get it. It gets you. It's like a symbiotic relationship with this comic book. Sympatico. I just, uh... Sympatico. I, I couldn't be one of those people. I couldn't get into the groove of it. It's like Savage Dragon. Like, I get that it's a phenomenon, and I want to be in on it. I want to be in on the joke. It's just, I didn't get it. Like, I got, how do I want to say this? It's okay. We'll, we'll get through this, Transit. It's, it's, okay. it, you know, it's like an episode of Intervention here. here. Don't go breaking my uh, heart. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I like this book. I will definitely, definitely, you know, try out a couple more issues. It's like gateway drug. I don't, I just, think, you, uh, I don't think you will. You, you say will. that about a lot of things. Yeah. You just never do. I you, do totally say that about a lot of things I never do. But uh, I just, I want to love this book so much because all my friends love it. Well, no, some of my really friends. Don't. <laughs> I, you know what? I just don't want Chris Murray to hate me after this is all it's over. Done. He does. He does hate you now. I want to hear. Uh, now, Mark set the Twitter on fire. He burned it down. Completely when by he, accident. Uh, he said some pretty negative things, as he is often to do. Mark, tell us your thoughts. First off, I think you articulated that very nicely, so thank you. Mm-hmm. He speaks so well. Uh, <laughs> Former English He's so well-spoken. <laughs> um, earlier today, you tweeted that there are two people who, in this world, people who like planetary and don't. I fell into don't. Um, to me, this book read as... It was drawn out. It was buried beneath multiple ideas and characters without anything linking them. That maybe reading the series further, things might come together. But for the six-issue snippet that I got, I wasn't enjoying it in the least. Uh, To me, Warren, Warren Ellis, like Dale said, is a master of sci-fi. I would love to give him an unlimited budget and just say, go make a great sci-fi epic. Because the ideas he can create are just incredible. But I hate when he gets on his social commentary kick. And every other page, every panel in this book bled social commentary. Like, what I just wrote down was, you know those guys who are conspiracy theorists? Like, those people who think that every politician has an angle or that they know more than you do. And it's their job to tell you Mm. what's really going on in the real world. That's how this book read to me. And I hate people like that. They're the, those guys are like the answer to a question that nobody asked. Mark is okay. physically annoyed just talking about this. I know. I was angry. <laughs> to, I, I want to jump in. down yesterday. He's about to strangle me. I, I look like Spider Jerusalem to him right now. <laughs> All he sees is me wearing those goofy glasses in like yeah. black. And let's go with Spider Jerusalem. Let's do I, it. I get that he's, I get his character. He's one of the only people on the planet who sees the world for what it quote-unquote really is. And even the metaphor in the beginning of him having to come back down to the city to tell everybody the truth wasn't lost on me. I got it. But he was just an unlikable antagonist. Like you, Slim, I don't know if I was supposed to like him, but I didn't. And I got sick of him nudge-nudge-wink-winking at the camera whenever he was mouthing one of Warren Ellis' one-liners. Like, I'm a journalist. Or... I can't remember another one he did. Dale, Dale, I want you to respond right now. Oh man, I'm like you look like you're, you're about to somersault over there and attack him. <clears throat> I I just wonder. So okay, so political social commentary isn't your book, but do you think? I mean, Warren Ellis pulls it off so well that you hate the character, but you can't. But do you think it's Warren Ellis? Warren Ellis's views 
put into this comic. I mean, I, like, I just think he does such a great job of writing this character that he pulls it off like, like the like it is in the real world. Like, I don't know. I mean, he just he can draw this character and the characters around him. I know what you're saying so masterfully, and I'm I don't know to be honest. I know he wrote the series ended in 2002, so it's kind of amazing to see how much closer the real world is to this book written 10 years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I read Planetary, I didn't really have this vibe. So I think I agree with you that Warren just channeled his message and his character so well that it gave me a visceral reaction towards the character. And I like political um, commentary, but I think for me personally, this was just so heavy handed that it turned me off. All right. So it's just, I mean, because that's what the book is about. Exactly. It just turned you off because of that. Maybe the book I just mean, isn't for us. Yeah, I think the book is for everybody, and you guys should just take those rose-colored glasses off and see the world People's for what it champion. really is. People's champion, Dale underscore A. Dale is going to get a lot of love letters I do. Th- I do think, I mean, other than Spider-Jerusalem and his assistant, like I don't think there's any characters that they try to introduce you to that you need to get to know. Which is weird that you said that, you know, you just couldn't, you didn't get these other characters because you weren't introduced to them enough, maybe. Um, but they were just, they were just, you know, vehicles to drive the, the one-shot story along, or the three-issue arc in the beginning of the book. Like the president or the assistant who were just kind of there at that moment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the president one, uh, I don't know if it's just a, if I'm a victim of the storylines, but the corrupt president, nudge, nudge. Like uh, I was like, ah, uh, corrupt president, and he's gonna expose him. I don't know. I just kind of thought that was kind of hackneyed, but maybe for the time it wasn't. You know, now reading it uh, twenty years later. Or See, whatever. that's what I'm saying. This book was probably spot on for the era that it was written in. But he, yeah, but a corrupt you know, president. I mean, that could go on since. Yeah, but here's the thing. I, George I, Washington. In my heart, I think anybody picking this book up ten years later is not going to have that same love. And being blown away sensation as they did if they were reading it way back when. Because think of it this way. Everybody who, you know, blew up about it on the interwebs when I tweeted it was boring, uh, (laughs) you know, was like, yeah, this book means like this to me. And how could you say that? Well, you probably read it when it was relevant to you. I'm reading it 10 years later for a podcast. Like, I'm not super interested in it. And then I'm going to seek it out. I'm reading it as this, like, objective reader. So as a married man who just bought a house... Great job, you know Tully. You're just not it. You're you're not feeling it at, at your face yeah. in your life. Can I read something where somebody's got house slippers and a cardigan <laughs> and is smoking a pipe? I, I mean, why is it that book not made? <laughs> That's I, a good question. Jerusalem. I just I don't know. I think that I mean even the the character is not likable at all, but that makes me like him even more because he's just so he's just so off the wall. I mean, he's all about poop and pee jokes and smoking. And He's like the Kevin Smith of... Uh, maybe that's why I didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, like Kevin yeah. Smith, the worst human being on the face of Earth. Wow. Okay, too far. But Alleged. Alleged. Yeah, I, just, I, I thought it was great. I, uh, I'm i surprised to see that I'm the only one that liked the book, but I just thought... I just picture him because, like, you know, the one morning, it's like 5.30 a.m., and he's dressed like Jesus. He's dressed like, you know, a religious figure. And he's just like, you know what? This is going to be the adventure for the day. I'm going to dress like this, and we're going to go torment the religious convention down the street. And you're going to put on your shoes, assistant, dear assistant, whatever your name was, Channon. Stripper. And uh, we're going to go just pester the heck out of these people because they're all a bunch of phonies, and they worship cans and drugs. And I, I just thought that was great because especially the one-off stories, how they were all self-contained, and maybe that's why – that you know, there's a corrupt president, but you know, it's just like a little one-shot story. They're not try- He's not trying to uh, change the world in this one little story, but he's uh, he's using the the corrupt storyline, corrupt politics, say, for the one story to get his to get his humor across and his. I guess it is commentary, but I mean, I'm not. <clears throat> I'm never too big into the po- politics stuff anyway. I think it's too heavy for me to understand all all the time, so I don't pay attention to it. Now, I'm curious. I can obviously see how much you like it, and I respect it. Love it. Who would, what kind of person would you recommend this to? Would this be a title that you would give any new reader? Is this something, like, is there a certain kind of fan that you think would like this more? 
I thought so before you guys <laughs> spoke up about your. I thought I honestly thought anybody could have read it and and got a good sci-fi book out of it. I mean, this, the the future is painted so specifically and so funny. It's like. It's almost like Wally on oh, drugs. Don't you dare no. compare this to Wally, my friend. Don't, this don't was tarnish not Wally. It. This was not Beth Wally. Is, Beth Corto agrees with me. Here we out go. Of nowhere. But how in Wally, all the people had vehicles and recreation done for them. They were lazy, is what I'm trying to say. It's like the adult version of the spaceship on Wally. You people jumping all over me. So where's the love story? Where's Wally and... I'm not saying yeah. it's about Wally. I'm saying it's the spaceship that the peop- the fat people were on. <laughs> Episode 41, where Slim draws the line. <laughs> <laughs> I do draw the line of Wally. Greatest animated movie ever produced by human beings. Um, or robots? I mean, perhaps. Poss- possibly. Uh, Superfan Beth Corto, when did you get here? Yeah, when did you show up? Just to agree with me? Just to agree about Wally. That's the only thing I agree about. Oh, that's fine. And you I'll guys jumped you, on me before I could make my point. Thank I'll you. have you any day of the week just to agree with me. That's about fine. Wally. Yeah. Only about <laughs> <That's> Wally. <fine. laughs> uh, Dale, did you want to um, make your uh, final point as we as we finish our Transmetro segment? But I would still recommend Transmetropolitan to anybody who wanted to give comics a chance that thought that comics were just about superheroes because there's a lot to this book that yeah, I, mean, I just I think is amazing. Spider-Jerusalem is, a, I think, a great character. And one that'll stick with me when I and when I recommend comics to anybody from here on out. I, I love the book. This is like the opposite of the scalped episode when everybody <laughs> loves scalped but me and me. I didn't like it either. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Will you be back for volume two? Are you going to finish the series? I will. I'm, I can't wait to get like the absolute edition of. He's going to do it just to rub it in our face. I, He's going to yeah. get like two absolute editions. We're going to go to uh, the bowels to record, and I'll be like on the coffee table. I'll have posters. Mark. Spider Jerusalem. Uh, there you have it. Trans. Little uh, a little something for the insiders too. It's supposedly maybe about Hunter S. Thompson in the future. All right, I can see that. Maybe thumbs if I down. word on the street. <laughs> Whoa, thumbs down from Beth. We're not a big Hunter S. Fan. I know Hunter That's S. Right. Thompson over here. Direct nice. all your anger. He's it's super too fan. self-involved. Hunter S. Thompson was a self-involved writer, and that's the... I only read the Wikipedia on Transmetropolitan, so mm-hmm. that's where I'm taking this but it's But it's but it doesn't mean it can't be an, an entertaining story. Well, it, it the Wikipedia, which I will cite now, said that it was a <laughs> cyberpunk kind of futuristic thing, which I immediately said, hey, that's what I like to read. And then it said Hunter S. Thompson, and I was turned off. Hmm. What actually just surprised me about this conversation is... Jonesy, neither you nor I made the splicing Batman Beyond reference. Say again? The splicing. Never mind. Black Black Man Man, Beyond. Black Man Beyond? (laughs) The the transients who would splice their DNA with the aliens. Oh, yeah. Great episode. I will. Splicers. I will go to bat for this book like those Savage Dragon fans go to bat to their book. So stick with me. Transmetropolitan fans. All right. You're gonna have I know a you're small out there. army of fans when this episode Most airs. Most popular member of Paper Keg right you now. You might even uh, wash there. away your small people comments <laughs> with the love of Transmetropolitan. I think it was little people. Oh, sorry. Did you say little people? Little people. Little people. <laughs> if they like Transmetropolitan, I may change their opinion about them. All right. There you go. We got your letters. I'm gonna open them up. Farrington's gonna read them to you. <laughs> Letters at paperkeg.com. If you'd like to email in and disagree with Dale underscore A's oh, opinion of Transmetropolitan, please do that. Letters at paperkeg.com. You will. You better not delete any emails that stick up for me. Uh, Mark, did we... Don't change the subject. Get any letters this week? The show after our fantastic episode with Beth Corto. <laughs> Great we episode. We did, but to start before that, one reader felt very passionately siding with Dale, or one listener, excuse me, who unfortunate. chooses to remain anonymous but wrote a genuinely heartfelt letter. Hmm. What it is, Keggers, I'll ask that you not mention my name simply for the reason that I do not listen to the podcast to hear it. I'll preface this correspondence <laughs> by first saying that in the end, all I really care about is people liking what they're reading. When I first heard that Paper Keg was going to review Transmetropolitan, I was a little worried. After all, Transmet holds a special place in my heart. 
And the last thing I wanted to hear was some of my favorite podcasters ripping it. <laughs> That's true. Whoops. Do not listen. Do not listen. <laughs> it's a little late, I think. <laughs> I've since decided that regardless of the review, Transmit will always speak to me on a personal level, and we don't have to always agree. In fact, my morning drive will probably get boring if we did always agree. I'll try to keep this fairly succinct. True. Some of my favorite stories be for Vendetta, 1984, The Giver, Anthem, even the GD Hunger Games are set in future dystopian societies. Man, I love The Giver. Trans- side note. Transmetropolitan takes that rather common subgenre and injects a shot of uninhibited creativity to conceive as skeevy and politically correct of a world as possible. The eyes of whom Ellis allows us to see through are that of Spider Jerusalem's, a postmodern Hunter S. Thompson's analog combined go. with elements of Warren Ellis' own personality. Unlike the aforementioned titles, however, Transmit never seems to be solely aligned, conservative or liberal, excuse me, or liberal, often pointing out the flaws in each. Liberal. This comic just seems to be concerned with calling out hypocrisy, no matter where it's coming from, and irreverently, irreverently, my God, exposing the ridiculousness of certain laws and procedures. As always, you guys are rock stars. Don't fake the funk on the nasty dunk. Anonymous. Great letter. Thank you, Anonymous. And did, you I, write, did you write that, Dale? He said it so much better than I could have said it, because I'm a artard who can't speak I'm into gonna, a podcast. I'm going to check the headers of that email. You don't, if that comes you from don't. your location, I'm going to be furious with you. Inappropriate. The thing is, we rip on each other, but at the end of the day, we do have respective... You like what you like. Period. Alleged, the story. Alleged and that was the, the first line of that letter. We like what we like, and we just everybody loves that we all love comics. Am I right? <laughs> Word. We're back. Did we get any other letters aside from that fake one? <laughs> the real one. Yeah, we got one from Dan A saying, "How about that Savage Dragon backlash you guys are receiving? Savage Dragon fans are like the Ron Paul supporters of the comic world." Don't let at Gobo from over there on PKW catch wind of this email. At Gobo. Or he'll take us all down by tweeting everyone involved, including Eric Larson. (laughs) (laughs) Every Savage Dragon fan, Ron Paul, Comixology, and Marvel, and who knows the reasoning for the last two. Exactly. Oh, man. (laughs) Keep up the great work, Dan A. Poor Gobo. (laughs) Taking some heat. Uh, Are we having a huge backlash? I don't think we were that mean about the Savage Dragon. I had noticed. uh, We talked about it last week, how there was a Savage Dragon podcast dedicated to Savage Dragon. Right, yeah. right. The Fincast. The Savage, Savage Fincast. Savage Fincast. Do check them out to get their diagnosis on our diagnosis of yeah. Savage Dragon. They were, uh, I liked what they had to say. Yeah. You know. I'm very curious how they can do a podcast continually about one series. Hey. I, I actually got to go back and check their archives. When you love uh, comics, you love it enough to do a podcast. You ain't lying. There are people out there who's going to listen. That's yeah. for sure. Great. They're a great bunch of guys. Are really backlash? nice. Backlash? Heated. Heated. Go back and listen to the episode. Yeah, I don't think we were... Uh... Jonesy doesn't listen to the episodes. Yeah. Yeah. We, got... don't, we don't say my name enough. <laughs> Do we got time for two quick ones real quick? You go yeah. right ahead, Mark. Yeah, all right. Bill it. from Newtown. Hey, guys. Love the show. While I have obviously not heard this episode yet, I'm assuming you have allowed Jonesy Likes Beer to embarrass himself again. <laughs> <laughs> and forced him to... Again. ...affect a female voice throughout the show. Disgusting. <laughs> also... Love the new Swamp Thing. That's a question. Cheers. Mm. I haven't finished the new Swamp <laughs> I love buying the new Swamp Thing. No, I, you know what? I, I, I also did... haven't read the new Swamp Thing. I have. I I went through the new Swamp Thing, and I was bummed that Yannick Paquette didn't do one issue. There's oh, a yeah. fill-in. I'm you still buying them. Uh, the, yeah. uh, the last issue of Animal Man ties directly in with the Swamp Thing, so i got to catch up. Yeah, because uh, I I love the first issue of Swamp Thing. So did I. Gotta get on that. I mean, it was okay. Tune in next week. Maybe we'll uh, have a little something. Who knows? Last one from Catcher saying, sometimes keggers write emails that are too long. Here's the answer to the problem. Listener's lightning round. Insert sounder. Cosmic Odyssey by Starlin and Mike Magnolia. Kirby's Fourth World. DC's Intergalactic Who's Who. Batman and Superman team up to defeat the anti-life equation. Grant Morrison must own a sticky copy of this amazingly kooky trade. Batman International, Latvian Strikes, is... Did he mean the Batman Incorporated Leviathan, Leviathan Strikes? Maybe, you lost maybe, me maybe as soon spell, as you started reading. Maybe a spell check uh, error. I'm guessing. He's saying read this book twice and read it once in reverse. Morrison keeps up his mind-bending Cape Crusader stories from Catcher. He sent that as a PDF. Whoa. Really? Yeah, he went big time on that, on that letter. Uh, and I think it's Mignola 
Not a Mignolia. Yeah, I'm going to defer it. to you on that one. I think you're Magnolia? right. I'm glad that you do. Mignola. He's Super got an interesting fan, idea, though. Right? Super fan. What do you think? Mignola or Mignola? Is Mignola. it Italian or Spanish? I don't know. I think it's Peruvian. My mind Whoa. is blown. Nobody was ready for that. I think Probably it's Mignola. Thank interesting you. idea, though. Listener's lightning round. I think it's pretty genius. Can we I steal it? I, can I tell everyone that I came up with it? Just, no. we'll just, you probably will take, anyway. Take credit for it. <laughs> Remember when I thought a listener's lightning round? Uh, we don't have we don't have a book club for next week, do we? Not yeah, yet. No. Stay tuned on the twitters. If we even continue the show after Transmission, if, if, if the fans don't walk away if, at this point, if Don Garvey's exploding head didn't take everybody out, <laughs> <in this movie. laughs> it's like that GIF where the guy's head explodes. What's, what movie yeah. is that from? I can't remember. Scanners, scanners, yeah. <laughs> so what do you think, guys? Win column? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Beth Corta just showed up out of nowhere drinking a hot toddy. It's not hot. It's, it's not? just whiskey. A room, warm toddy. Wow. Room it's temperature a toddy. Room temperature toddy. RTT. Yeah. Going on about my hospitality. <laughs> Drink sponsor. Uh, thanks That's for a 12 year Beth Corto. It's delicious I love it Go whiskey Rest <laughs> in peace Beth Corto. <laughs> uh, we'll see everybody next week Trans Metropolitan Polarizing Love it I write Easter egg into the show notes last night, last week, or, or episode thirty-nine, or no? Oh, I don't. Think I you don't did. think you did. No, I, don't I think, think so we might have dropped a hint in the episode, but you did. Mm, oh, so yeah. you did listen? Nice. Sometimes. Thank you, Beth. And that's why she's the super fan. Be honest. Is the only Farrington reason... doesn't listen, but Beth Cordero does. What, <laughs> what percentage of you? The reason that you listen is for your own name. It started because of my own name. Mm-hmm. It started because mm-hmm. you so talked but then it grew into something But then bigger. it grew because you guys talk about books in a way that's, you know, approachable for mm-hmm. someone who's This is not the best Easter egg ever. Yeah. Flatter Pumping us, Beth Corto. Thank you, Super Beth Corto showed up out of nowhere. So the, we can break the, uh, the fourth wall. Let's do it. This was recorded backwards. Yeah. This was recorded before PK-40. And Lemire uh, keg, Lemire keg, the biggest episode we've ever had. Yeah, we haven't even retrospectively. Right, right now, we haven't <laughs> even recorded it yet. So there you go. Future people, no pressure. Beth coming, pouring rain in the suburbs. Pouring got Made lost up like here. eight times. Don't you have a, G- a Gippus on your iPhone? Yeah, but you have to drive really slow to look at the phone, and I'm a little bit night blind. Yeah, it's how do you feel being in the suburbs right now? It's on, like you don't have a glass of whiskey, back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think a few more whiskeys, and I'll be good to drive home tonight. Oh yeah, sounds. What boring. happened to your beer? Did you what, you like? Well, after I got called to the carpet during the show, I'm sh- I we can, tucked it back. I'm sure we can drink now. It's a special occasion. We have a guest. Ah, you know, it's not Is this still <laughs> yeah. the first one? Hey, I have a beer too. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> yeah, you guys are making me want one, and we got another show to record. That's yeah. right. I got that. I got that yards pale ale up in the fridge here. It's pale delicious. Ale. I did have that oh, Theraflu. Yeah. I'm pretty hot. I'm pretty good on that. Theraflu? I think that mixes well with whiskey and uh, yards. And beer. Maybe, yeah. maybe one whiskey. That's my gambling. I don't know. You don't know? I we'll, don't know. We'll, we'll take a quick break before we record uh, PK40. PK I don't think we should announce Easter eggs in the liner notes. Just let people discover them for themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they're sh- schmucky enough to just turn it off and not <laughs> mark as red. enough. <laughs> or if they look at the minute counter and realize that, why is uh, right, Okanosis right. going on for 40 minutes? It is a good song. Did Don Garvey like Transmetropolitan? Is he a big fan? Yeah, he's a big fan. So yeah. he's he's going to be furious with us right now. I, I'm Garvey. scared because I oh. I speak I talk to Don Garvey a lot. So uh, you know what? I got this, Don. Thanks for those cigars. We're friends. Did does he li- <laughs> did he listen to the Easter egg last week? Do you uh, think? Yeah, I think he did. He may have. The only person that said something about it was Brad. What, the oh, Superman yeah. Blue Easter egg? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brad's you know, not even listening anymore. So. Nobody talks we about the time him. I sang Okanosis Easter egg. What's up with that? You sang Okanosis? <laughs> you really don't listen <laughs> to the show kidding. anymore. <laughs> You're uh, not kidding. Uh, right. I put the over-under on, you guys just don't get trans-metro letters we get, 10. Yeah. 
You know what I'd love to hear? I'll go four because we have listeners. We don't have listeners who write in. There you Uh, go. I'll give you that. You know how we do in the roundtable, one of us takes like the uh, what's the story about angle. They do the synopsis. I'd like to get a a listener to write one of those for Transmetropolitan. Like what? somebody who's a Transbet fan. Someone try to sell us? Yeah. They'll just copy the Wikipedia. They'll just copy yeah, that. That's what I would do. That anonymous letter. <laughs> copy, paste. That beautiful anonymous well letter. It is well written. The Wikipedia? The Wikipedia. Well, it's because nerds edit it. The nerds that like <laughs> Transmetropolitan, they're watching It's actually it like Warren Fox. Ellis who did it. <laughs> <laughs> He's pretty hipping with it. Um, all right. So then I, let's call it the Easter egg. I have another uh, sounder that we don't use. Ooh, what is it? What play? is it? Oh, well, we, we have... We, um, oh, that's not it. That's not it. That's a new show. Guess what? What? <laughs> You've been ferreting. What? DC Comics, bitch. What, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's like the Joker. And uh, that's an Easter egg. Yeah, I think we can uh, We can call it there. We'll see, the you, we'll see you over in Paper Keg 40. Maybe, hopefully. Time travel. Uh-oh. Hold on a second. I think I just found something. Uh-oh. Are you in a book club? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, are. we are. Want to read along with us? Along. <laughs> How many of these did you record? We recorded like it 30 was like one day. the hottest November day on record. <laughs> Jonesy was covered in sweat. <laughs> I, I, I had my laptop set up, and we, he was just like winging I had to change it. twice. Let me see what other... I have Jingles Comics. I don't know what that means. We'll, Hit let's it. Let's listen to it. Who's doing that? Week in comics, and not just the big two. Yeah. Mostly the big two. Was that was my Zatarain sounder. Can't imagine. <laughs> Can't imagine why we never did that again. In comics roundtable, we jazz it up. Uh, I, think, I think that was it. The other ones are on my computer. So, all right, we'll see everybody next week.